Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the TV Pilot's License Flight Number 60 with service to the Bad Girls Club. We ask that you please fasten your headphones, secure your podcasting device, and remember, if you are suffering from a hangover this morning, why don't you just try sobering up with two to three shots of tequila? Welcome to the TV Pilot's License. My name is Jeff Kerbis, joined by Max Singer and Rich Inman. How are you boys doing today? I, I don't say this often, but bad. We are mere days away from Halloween, and I don't have a costume. Oh. <laughs> well, I have seven options for you, Max. <laughs> Can I get, like, the bottom third of your costume ideas? Can I take one of those? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm emailing you right now. We're, uh, you're going to be Leslie the Tomboy Stripper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, boys, this week we are talking about Bad Girls Club. Uh, genuinely, let me say I am so excited, but it feels like our crew is a bit incomplete. But wait, it appears we have a new guest pilot who just wants to take a break from corporate America. We have a very special co-pilot this week. Our guest today has been named a comic you should and will know by Vulture. Their Comedy Central stand-up featuring special is available now, and you can see their latest hour at the City Winery in New York City on November 4th. Please welcome to your ears, Dylan Adler. Dylan, thank you so much for joining. Dylan, welcome. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on the podcast to discuss I'm, I'm I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, g- genuinely, when guests bring something to us, normally it's either, oh, I love the show, I hate this show. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for bringing us a piece of art. Uh, and <laughs> Dylan, I'd love to know um, why this show? Why Bad Girls Club? Bad Girls Club was incredibly important in me and my gay twin brother's upbringing in high school. We, well, I think the thing is in our middle school and our high school, we, there were bad girls. There were fights. There would be fights. And we, (laughs) when we would watch this show, we felt, you know, I feel like we, we, me and my brother were such goody two shoes and like, you know, we were such nerds and fucking like, um, you know, kind of low. We we had an inner bad girl that we mm. wanted to let out, mm-hmm. and um, it was cathartic for us to watch. It was cathartic for us to watch these girls be evil to each other because <laughs> we just wanted to. Um, you know, we actually reenacted some of these fights in our own backyard. Oh my and god! I gave god. my brother. I gave my brother a bloody nose. <gasps> oh my goodness. Um. <laughs> It is very important to us. Yeah, this, this bad, is your bad girls club being your masterpiece theater is the most inspirational thing I've heard <laughs> in ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, thank you for that, Dylan and Max. For folks who might be here just to hear Dylan and are here for the first time, what is this podcast all about? Here at TV Pilots License, we break down and analyze the pilot episodes of some of TV's most famous, or in some cases, today's case, infamous shows. We (laughs) break down how these shows came to be and were originally made, if they're effective pilot episodes and making us want to watch more, and if we think they can be made today, go back and stream our other episodes wherever you get podcasts from. Check us out on YouTube to see our smiling faces, and if it is your first time flying with us, then welcome aboard. 
It's going to be turbulent. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we insert Dylan's uh, uh, where's the pilot bit for, from your, <laughs> from your act. I, I loved it so much. I was like, we need to have that as a soundbite. <laughs> so, Rich, what is your question of the week this week? Oh, so this show only brings to mind one word, and that is chaos. And I would love for you guys to tell me what is one thing that you would add to the bad girls club house to cause the most chaos between the seven. I can go first. If you need a second. Yes. I'm going to need a few. All right. Brace yourself. A baby. (laughs) (laughs) One baby (laughs) that they're all responsible for. (laughs) I think, I think, I don't know if it would cause them all to buckle down and really like, like care for another human life. But once I saw Amy just like take off and do her own thing at all times, I was like, okay, do you think that she could be mean to literally everybody and everything on earth? (laughs) And I want to find that out. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Max, what about you? What, What are you thinking? All right. So, Every single time a door opens or closes, it does the automated security sound of door open, door closed. (laughs) We're just going to go complete psychological warfare, especially as they get drunk, with with the automated security sounds letting them know which door is opening and closing at all times. Max, you took the hustle alarm from the 70s house and put it in Bad Girls Club. Damn right I did. Don't do it again. Yeah, Bridge, I'm sort of going from your angle of I feel like we need to add another being into the Bad Girls Club. Uh, and I would love for there to be a wild boar. Um, I think that a wild boar would yeah. add so much, not only fear, but maybe some teamwork components of like, do they take down the wild boar? Do they acquiesce to the wild boar? So yeah, I, I want a wild boar roaming Los Angeles in the clubs with the with the bad girls Jeff, as well. Jeff just pitched Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch it. Yeah. Dylan, what about you? I feel like this is like the dream. Oh my god. I I, I wanna I have two thoughts. I wanna <laughs> add to yours, Rich. I think if we had one of the girls' actual baby Oh my god. In the in the house. Oh man! Because some of the biggest fights are like, don't you ever talk about my kid like that? Don't you? <laughs> like so many of the major fights are are about someone's kid. It's like, don't you fucking talk about my kid? But also, I think if they added one gay guy in the oh, house, no. <laughs> that might tip it over. And he chooses sides. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. That would tip it over completely. Oh, like bad girls club and a gay guy. Oh <laughs> I, we need that spinoff immediately. I'm calling oxygen right now. Um, Please. Well, Rich, thank you so much for that question of the week. Before we dive into bad girls club, a quick word from our sponsors. It's a mattress. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, A quick synopsis about bad girls club. Before we dive in a group of women, <laughs> with anger and control issues, come together and try to improve themselves. But moving forward isn't going to be easy. Sure. Yeah, I think But enough about the U.S. Senate. 
Oh my God. Rich. Uh, Max, can you tell us a little bit more about how this got made? So today we are talking about the premiere episode of Bad Girls Club titled It's Easier to Be Bad, which originally aired on December 5th, 2006 on Oxygen. We'll be talking about Jonathan Murray and Mary Ellis Bunham, the show's creators. So after years of working in soap operas, Murray and Bunham are partnered up by an agent at William Morris to attempt to create a scripted soap opera for MTV. The project becomes too expensive, so they try their hand at an unscripted reality soap opera, and the real world was born in the early 90s. Mm. So under the banner of Bunham and Murray Productions, they've become responsible for shows including Road Rules, The Challenge, Making the Band, and The Simple Life in the early 2000s. Damn. Unfortunately, Mary Ellis Bunham passes away in 2004 from breast cancer, but Jonathan Murray has kept the banner as Bunham Murray, and she's actually credited as a co-creator on Bad Girls Club, with the banner still serving as executive producers on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and all of its numerous spinoffs today. So after a decade plus of the real world, Murray notices that each season has a so-called villain who tends to be the audience favorite. He goes around pitching the idea of what if each of these villain characters were put in a house together for their own show. The pitch is bought. I can't. The pitch is bought by Oxygen Network, where it's been stirring the pot and causing controversy ever since its premiere in 2006. So he he pitched Captain Crunch, oops, all villains? (laughs) (laughs) It's basically Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, 100%. Wait, it's so crazy that that one duo is responsible for, like, essentially how we view reality television in general. They're behind all of them. Well, like, I don't know either of those human beings. I think, Rich, those are your supervillains. Like, based <laughs> off of some of the ways That's you talked about boss. reality TV, those are your final boss. I um, will fight Jonathan yeah, Murray. <laughs> Rich watched Making the Band and like, no one picked up a guitar. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so enough about this. Let's just dive right into Bad Girls Club. And I think that as the on- only non-LA resident who is currently recording right now, Boy, was it refreshing to get a little piece of Hollywood, a a little piece of the hills, and uh, through the eyes of our first bad girl, Zara. But not before we get two definitions, because this is school. Uh, (laughs) Bad, not keeping with the standard of behavior or conduct, disobedient, naughty, or misbehaving, and girl, Um, which, sure, you can define, but... Why would you? Um, <laughs> so what what did we think seeing this outsider perspective? I thought it was refreshing for me. But <laughs> Absolutely dying at this Webster's Dictionary defines bad as ass intro title card. <laughs> uh, why, why did they feel the need to make that? Like, I mean, I, I know that like, you know, other shows, I remember, I think Laguna Beach had like that weird disclaimer about like gated neighborhoods or something like that at the beginning of their pilot real but, housewives like, of the OC is what yes, you're thinking yes, yes. Of. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Thank you. And it just like, it didn't seem like it served it very well, except for like to kind of poke fun immediately at what they were doing. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think that this was such an interesting idea of like setting the exposition or all the explanation we'll probably get for this show at the beginning <laughs> of like, Hey, Sav, seven bad girls are moving into a house together. Um, and that, that's it. That like, <laughs> that, that, there, there wasn't go. a selection process or anything like that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about meeting some of these 
women and we our first person that we are introduced to is Zara Sprankle. Uh, Zara's from upstate New York and immediately I was just like, oh, if this is everyone we're meeting, I'm in for <laughs> all seasons of the show. Like Dylan, mm-hmm. Zara, original bad girl. Um, mm-hmm. What are our thoughts about her? You know, my I I love the bad girls so much because it's like people are obsessed with the housewives, and this is like <laughs> if the housewives were like, <laughs> like you know, if the housewives didn't give a fuck and they were crazy and they were like kind of like fucking wild and like that's how I feel about maybe housewives is just bad girls club with a baby. Maybe that's just what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the way Zara immediately mispronounces the word Amish, like said everything I needed to know that like I, <laughs> I needed that. I was like, yeah. I, it, like for, for having for like literally admitting that she grows up around the Amish and then immediately doesn't know how to pronounce it. I I'm sold. And then I'm her sold. kicking the light. The <laughs> kicking the light that she thought was a giant beach ball was like terrific. Well, there's there's <laughs> so many interacting with the house issues with with Zara uh, from her last day being Sprankle to her pronunciation of Amish <laughs> to her 18 year old boyfriend named J- Jared, but it's J A R A D J Rad. Zara comes up on this house. And if you were to tell me this was the same house from the 70s house, which we just did an episode on, I would have been like, yeah, 100%. No, so uh, Jeff, that's that's where you're wrong. That house was clearly in the flats. This is in the hills. There are two different sections of Beverly Hills. And I really need you to just make, make these so, distinguishments. LA is not a monolith. This is <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. This house does seem very much like a last second purchase or something that they rented that just is like there and has not been touched in a solid 30 years uh, ever since it was built slash purchased. As This does feel like one of those houses that they only built to put reality TV shows in. Like I don't think anyone actually owns this house. I think no, this it was is a just music video built. shoot house. 100. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> the houses that they choose are the tackiest, most disgusting <laughs> looking. Like it just you look at it, it's like it smells like fucking tequila or something. Yeah. Like it just it's the like most disgusting looking house. I wrote in all caps. What the hell is the kitchen decor? <laughs> <laughs> it is like it is like weird like it, and i can see where the that's uh the 70s house uh comparison comes in because what are those like weird like sparkle firework patterns that are all over the kitchen yeah I, so i think that one of the things that i loved about the decor there was a clamshell desktop monitor that i need in my home <laughs> immediately um i want to congratulate the set designer for that uh and yeah. yes i think it's generous that i think there's a set designer on this show uh but additionally did anyone else so like zara's our first person we meet then we meet leslie who's from atlanta uh who the reason she's a bad girl is she's a stripper who's trying to get out of stripping um did Leslie anyone... doesn't deserve to be there. No, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie deserves Leslie so much more. Leslie has her shit together. Mm-hmm. Leslie fully has her shit together. What are like, we doing here? What was it? She said she's like, oh, I make two grand in 40 yeah, minutes. And I was crazy. like, yeah, that's better oh than my, my hourly rate. Like, I, <laughs> I, need to, 
need to do what Leslie's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But then immediately after you meet this Leslie character, who then has the most quotable line so far in the show saying, I can't stand a dirty bitch, which like, first of all, like if you are expecting this to be a child friendly episode and you're listening in the car, stop. Because we're going to be like, I am, I am exactly quoting this show no matter what. But then we meet our first train wreck of a human being uh, uh-huh. on this show in Ripsy. Uh, <laughs> yes, did my computer think that Ripsy just meant rips? Uh, sure. Does yeah. Ripsy love ripping shots? 100%. Truly. Does, does Ripsy look like the oldest 23-year-old that has ever existed in mankind? <laughs> 100%. Ripsy coming in strong with one of the most iconic mid-aughts fashion statements we will see on this show. A jean skirt over cropped leggings. Yep. <laughs> yeah. A true icon. Like straight out of the simple life. <laughs> and, and for those who think that I am judging Ripsy too hard, her literal first line was, at first when people meet me, they judge me. So I am just doing her a service as a whole, as a podcast <laughs> host. <laughs> but, like, I think Ripsy gives us, like, almost levels up. If we look at these bad girls almost like Pokemon, Zara is a starter level Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Ripsy is the fully evolved version of mm-hmm. Zara. And, like, Ripsy has a little bit of money and is, like, everyone's calling her rich. I don't know what rich is in this show, but I just assume... You know, it's 2006 ba- in L.A. Rent is $700. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we meet all these other women. Who are some of the others that stuck out to you re-watching this show or watching it for the first time? So just going down the line, our next person is Carrie, who is from Nashville. She's the bad girl of country music, which just means that she posed in a swimsuit for FHM, and she <laughs> lost her record deal as a result of it. Um, I I think Carrie's the most normal one here, at least so far. Carrie's <laughs> uh, on the wrong show. Carrie definitely, yeah, her agent fucked show. her up. Fucked her over so badly. <laughs> she so should be get, on CMT. We get Amy from South Philly with the thickest Delco accent <laughs> I have ever heard, <laughs> who was kicked out of cosmetology school for fighting. Jeff, when you <laughs> met Amy, was your first thought, go birds? Yeah, you know, uh, th- th- thanks, Max, as the resident Philadelphia Eagles fan on this podcast. Uh, I felt very at home with Amy. I think Amy when given the opportunity to throw a rock at Santa Claus at an Eagles game, would very much gallantly do so. Sure. Not to mention the talking head of her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend just being like, she's the craziest person you've ever met <laughs> was just, was was a delightful moment as a whole. Like Dylan, th- these two women, anything stick out for you? Oh my God. <laughs> I am, um, you know, uh, I just I, I I like the accent. I love the accent a lot. <laughs> I also I love a girl on the show who is who is mis, who's fully misplaced. I think they kind of purposely <laughs> they purposely each season there's one girl who's like I sometimes lie. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> they're going to get beat up. They're going to yeah. get beat up. And it's kind yeah. of yeah, they're, they're not like, going to have a good time here. Yeah, it's like, what makes you bad? Yeah, there's like the the people in prison who like, you know, committed a violent crime. And then there's the person who stole like three pairs of jeans. And then they're both in the same place. Yeah. 
she's the three pairs of jeans girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we meet Jody, um, who I said the lineup at the top, but she said, and I had to pause my computer because I was crying from laughter. I'm coming to LA to get out of corporate America. And then we see the wildest montage of this woman trying to be a playboy bunny out in the real world as possible. And literally I just was, if Carrie wasn't the person who was misplaced, it's possibly Jody as a solid (laughs) runner up in this instance, at least on first blush. Here's where she screwed up. Uh, The Playboy Mansion is actually in Orange County. So what she should have (laughs) done was take the 405 South. (laughs) (laughs) This can't just be the Californians. We cannot just become the Californians podcast. This is what you signed up for, Jeff. (laughs) Between between Jody and Amy, though, you have to watch this show with subtitles because there are vowel sounds coming from these like Philly and Baltimore women that are just indistinguishable if you don't have closed captioning. (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like me watching uh our our flag means death like i have to i have to keep subtitles on because everyone has like the thickest scottish accent you've ever heard (laughs) so there's one roommate who we meet a little bit later by the name of ty who just leaves a voicemail saying she has to be in court which is the most ominous version of like how you could introduce someone on this show of like oh this is our big bad She's in court right now, but she's still on the show. Like, we're not sure if she's going to get out of court. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? Kudos. It, it enthralled me. After the commercial break, I was like, where the fuck is Ty? Who is Ty? What does Ty look like? I need to know everything about this human being as a whole. Someone um, not showing up is honestly the biggest dramatic reveal you can possibly have on a reality show. They really, They really figured that out, probably on accident, but they really figured that out. It's like you've got to introduce her a little bit, but she has to be a mysterious voice from beyond. So mm-hmm. I, I have a genuine question for all of you. <clears throat> Zara has a talking head after meeting Ty. Uh, and, oh, I know you're going with this. And do we think Ty is the first black person that Zara has ever met after Leslie? So the second black person that yeah. Zara has yeah. ever met. Yeah. There's a chance. There's a, there's a really strong chance growing up in like nowhere in New York. I, uh, this is in my wait a minute moment section. So, I mean, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll just cross that bridge now. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> no, but we, we meet Ty who, you know, gives this explanation of like, it's almost like a sob story in this instance. And this is the first time of like, I am the victim of unfortunate circumstances watching out for myself. And you like, it's a very interesting juxtaposition of showing like, oh, I'm in court. But like reason I'm in court is I was dealt a really shit hand and like absolutely zero privilege in my life as a mm-hmm. whole. And I was like, oh, not expecting this oxygen. Well done. You got me for at least five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to discuss our eighth bad girl, the uh, the bonus bad girl. And that is. The pop diva behind our theme song, Lady Sovereign, with Love Me oh, or Hate yes. Me. Oh, An yeah. absolute VH1 top 20 countdown bagger of this era. Oh, yeah. I thought you were about to drop uh, Sex in the City like Beverly Hills is actually the eighth character. No, this I, <laughs> I forgot about Lady Sovereign, though. And that is an absolute banger yeah. of a track. It got me so pumped to watch this pilot. 
So I know we're only focusing on the first episode, but I have some bad news for you later, Max, about Lady Sovereign's oh, no. time on the show. Um, Dylan, like, did this intro song normally, like, there are iconic intro songs of shows yeah. that we've done. Like, everyone loves the Pokemon song. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally yeah. a banger. What yeah. does, hearing this, did it do anything for you, a nostalgia boost or bump? As a yeah. whole. What I want, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's right, I said it. Live the life you wish you had with sugar, spice, and everything. Uh-huh, bad girl. Don't you wish you could get enough? Just come to the bad girls club. Bad wow. girls. Damn. Yeah, it brought us it brought me back. It brought me back. That was full like like banging pens on the on the uh the high school cafeteria table style oh, yeah. uh, of it. I love that. That, that was the coolest rendition right now. That was the coolest version of acapella I've ever seen in my life. Pitch perfect. Yeah, we're, we're deleting our glee episode right now. I mean, it's one of the greatest songs ever written. It <laughs> it hooks you, it gives you a vibe of what the show is about, and it just you know, I also love the intro <laughs> images of these girls with like, you know, their eyes are like, like, like bleeped out. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great track. Yeah. That, it's, this is a, this is just such a great show. I, I like, I, it's such a great intro. Like we also get, I mean, a very beautiful B-roll shot of a Southwest Airlines flight landing at LAX <laughs> like at, right, right <laughs> after this. And I'm like, Okay, they blew all their money on the house and the boost budget for this. Everyone's flying southwest to get there. <laughs> so, as far as this show goes, for those who are listening and being like, we've just met these women, what happens on this show? Not much. Uh, let, let's, start, <laughs> let's start with the big first event, which is we're going out. To the club. Now, Rich and Max, I woke up this morning to no less than 30 to 45 texts of the two of you <laughs> talking about LA geography. So I'd like you to educate the, our listeners about <laughs> where we were in LA, what club did we go to, were there any faux pas that happened this evening? Let's bask yes. in it. <laughs> so there, there's two nightclubs. Well, I guess one we can kind of call a nightclub it's technically a restaurant we'll get to that uh but night one we're at a club called basque which is no longer in existence it was located in the corner of hollywood and vine it is most famously known as where lindsay lowhead celebrated her 21st birthday party and the club closed in 2008 after a mysterious pre-dawn fire when the owner decided to tear down the building and collect insurance no, <laughs> uh, no they burned they burned down basque <laughs> LA is so disgusting. We'll get to night two later, but first we need to discuss our night out at Basque. Oh my god. I, I don't even know how to start and in this. First of all, our Zara, our Hillbilly is um <laughs> our New York Hillbilly has never gone out in a city and I feel like we're doing the show a disservice if we don't talk about the fashion of going out this evening low These... rise jeans low rise jeans <laughs> bring them back <laughs> like the the jean try i don't know if this was in this exact moment in the show but there's a moment where um our country girl carrie and zara are talking about jeans and what sizes they are and mm -hmm. they're like oh my ass crack is falling out of these triple zero jeans to which just the change in what is considered 
ass from <laughs> from this year <laughs> to now. Yeah, Jeff, is, speak on the evolution of ass. You know, so we, we talked a little bit I'm about, so glad the, you're here for this about the important uh, importance of Kim Kardashian. And Kim Kardashian really uh, pushed us forward in what is considered. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Um, and there's this man called Ray J. Uh, I feel like we have to now do an entire thesis. Uh, Ray J now has an earbud or earphone line. Uh, very confusing. My other podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about <laughs> diving into sound, the evolution of Ray J and Kim. There wow. is another Ray J connection to Bad Girls Club that yes. I wasn't going to talk about. Okay. He oh. hosted a reunion. <gasps> Excuse <What>? me? Yes. <laughs> No. Was, was there a moment where he was like trying to be like a Ryan Seacrest, like uh, uh, Andy Cohen type? Well, I think if I have this right, is Ray J. Uh, Brandy's brother? Is yes. that? Do I have that right? I think and so. Yeah. Because Bra- Kim K. was Kim K. was uh, Brandy's fashion advisor, like stylist. And then that's how Kim K met Ray J. And then there was a video. Um, who knows if that was consented to be publicly shared. And then now we have uh, what some people, and this is disturbing, call America's first family. Uh, so, you know. There's He's also, also Snoop Dogg's first cousin. Sorry. There is <laughs> a VH1 reality show that aired in 2009 called For the Love of Ray J, which was one of these like celebrity dating shows are really popular time where you marry a C-lister and the winner of for the love of Ray J was someone who appeared on season one of bad girls club, but is not in our pilot episode. It's someone who joins the house later in the season. Wow. This is Oh, Max, you're really you're really <laughs> wow. trying to get me to watch another episode of the show. I'm just, That's I'm the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> I'm, <just putting> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I'm doing my job. <laughs> um, so let's you know off after that wild tangent. Let's get back to the club. So, Dylan, you said that you and your brother sometimes reenacted some of the stuff that happens in the Bad Girls Club. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Was this scene one of those instances? <laughs> because really, this was bonkers watching leslie stick up for um one of our girls but in or jody but also the way that that one man was dancing on jody was maybe one of the top 10 most disturbing things i've seen happen uh there was one point where he was listening to her ass i think that was the move that he was doing (laughs) (laughs) i believe she put her his ear on her ass Oh my god! <laughs> Just absolutely bonkers. Like Max, what were you thinking watching this dancing? Did it bring you back to college? Did it bring you back to your clubbing days? Oh man! I mean, <laughs> I'm watching that man do a move known as the cock shell on Jody, <laughs> uh, where he tried to hear the ocean. <laughs> what What blows me away though is so obvious. Shocker! Shit hits the fan. A fight breaks out. The women are getting into it with patrons, security, and security is trying so hard to keep oxygen from filming the show. There is a bouncer or like a doorman mm-hmm. who is trying to cover the camera with a clipboard while the camera operators try to like dip and dive and go around the clipboard. It's just amazing watching like 2006 reality TV where it's it's almost kind of like renegade because these shows don't have notoriety or big budgets and you're just like trying to do anything to get the shot. And now reality is so 
ubiquitous. You shut down restaurants to film things. And yep. Bad Girls Club is like, we we have got 10 minutes before we have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I remember LA clubs hated the Bad Girls Club. They did not because they would just like be at fights. So like by season seven, like no fucking club in LA would let them in. So they're like, we're partying in a barn. <laughs> kind of like we the locations would get crazy. We had this really sexy party in Silmar. <laughs> I, I do like, yeah, now, now a reality show can literally make a restaurant. There's like this, there's this Mediterranean restaurant near me in, in the Valley that, like the Kardashians ate for like a 30 second scene in one episode. And they have like a plaque in the restaurant saying that the Kardashians went there to like, to film an episode. It can really make or break a restaurant. Yeah. And it sounds like they didn't get clearance to shoot in there. It seems like what they were doing was that they were like just interrupting everyone. Also like extremely bold move of the guy that was trying to dance with, uh, what was it? Jody, Jody the guy yeah. that was trying to dance with Jody, immediately going up to Mac on someone who's like very visibly on camera. Like they had the lights on and like, it was not like a covert shot whatsoever, but he was still going for it. The absolute, the balls on that guy. I will say I did appreciate the music that was being used and overlaid this entire time. Like after seeing the real housewives of the OC <laughs> where like they put in as much like just, you know, do or excuse me, that is not a thing. Uh, just like free music as they could while this show actually was like, oh, we're going to put a song and yeah. like you're going to recognize the song, but like we're not going to play the actual audio inside the club because you won't be able to hear jack shit as we heard <laughs> as Leslie, <laughs> the security guard who carried her out while she was beating the shit out of him. And then Jody, we're all yelling at the same time to terrible blow your ears out audio as a whole. <laughs> um mm -hmm. The, the fight in the limo, I think, Dylan, and this is my question for you. This feels like the bread and butter of the Bad Girls Club. This feels like if you're tuning in every week, there's going to be a fight at some outdoor venue. And then there's <laughs> going to be a fight in an automobile. Is yeah. that like, is, is that my checklist? Am I like, is this what I should be expecting? That is what me and my brother tuned in for. We tuned in for the fights. Outside, in car, in house, in pool. That's <laughs> why people tuned in. Like the premise of the show was we're going to rehab. We are going to help these bad girls. And by season one, they're like, actually, no, this show's about the fights. It's about the fights. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one, no bad girl learns anything. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's creme de la creme. Yeah. It's Seinfeld rules. No hugging, no learning. Well, that's the crazy exactly. thing. Is yeah. I, I, I too did. I'm like, okay, so what? What's the thing? Is this like real world where they have like a job? Is it Monique's charm school where they learn how to be upstanding members of society? And it's it's nothing. Nope. It's it's, no. it's drinking by a pool. It's drinking in a car. It's drinking at a club. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, reality TV at its most pure. There's no there's no agenda. It's real. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The morning after, though, this, like, disagreement between Jody and Leslie um, is where I think this pilot started to lose me a little bit, where we get to see more of the, because the girls have nothing to do other than, like, there's one computer, there's one phone, 
there's multiple bottles, endless bottles of Patron around the house, it seems. And Ripsy is treating this like the all-inclusive resort that she believes it can be by taking three (laughs) shots to start her morning. As she says, uh, I need to sober up, so I'm going to have a shot. The science does not science. Okay, but that's that's the second most shocking piece of advice that Ripsy gives this episode. (laughs) (laughs) First is when she goes out the following night with Zara and she tells Zara to take out as many credit cards as she can and to just make the minimum payments. (laughs) <laughs> did, did ripsy cause yeah. the 2008 financial collapse perhaps <laughs> people think it was you know walls it was actually ripsy yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. no one talks about that but we we get a few more fights um like amy has a fight with jody which she says you're a skinny blonde bitch i'll knock your teeth out just like <laughs> put it on my tombstone oh, chef's mm-hmm. um that, mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. uh, but then I love, and like, this is something that sort of real world really embraced. I love when people talk on the phone in a reality TV show and we get to hear their conversation on the other side because nine out of 10 times, I think they forget that these phone calls are being recorded and we get a little gem here. We get Mm. a little gem there. We get these like little morsels of delight of like, oh yeah, they're stirring shit up and they're not even having to deal with the consequences of being in that home as a whole. And like we watch Leslie sort of rebel, but not at the same time and be like, you know what? I'm too good for this, but I'm still going to like insert myself into these arguments when I very much don't need to be. It's their confessional moment. They like, instead of, instead of having like the straight on camera confessionals, like they, they're doing these phone calls that I think like they feel a little bit scripted, like some of the fights and uh, the the phone calls feel a little bit scripted to start off with just because I'm like, you have known these people for all of like 18 hours. There's no way you could have form- formulated this many opinions on everyone so far. Um, oh, false. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I got to watch more Bad Girls Club. Yeah, you got to. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate for my high school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this episode ends with one gigantic final fight, I would say. And that is Ripsy and Zara without like the concept of going out. Y'all remember like there was an age where you're like, I'm just going to get drunk in my home and go nowhere to the point where like I'm wobbling around and like all that. And we get to watch these two grown women do this and then start shit with people who are entirely sober at the same time. (laughs) Like Max, when you saw Ripsy starting to rip shots, like what were you expecting? And what did you think was the buy? I mean, which which night is it night two where her and Zara go to saddle ranch and they just get blackout drunk. Okay. So here, here's the thing. So Max's LA nightclub geography part two, (laughs) the two of them decide to go up by themselves to saddle ranch located on the sunset strip. It is a like vaguely like Western chop house themed restaurant that is best known for having a mechanical bowl, bottomless mimosas, and a cotton candy machine. The fact that they don't show them with the cotton candy machine or the mechanical bowl, the two most iconic features of Saddle Ranch, and instead just sit on the patio, a disservice to the establishment <laughs> Again, they as did, a whole. 
very clearly uh, playing or showing their card of they did not get shooting rights for the they interior did not of this get place. The right. <laughs> Who's the AD? I mean, to not get that establishing shot. But this is a, an iconic, like, early 20s thing, which is on night two, I went out on the Sunset Strip. So on night three, I have to drink at home because I can't afford to go back out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, uh, do you guys think at some point that the money for this show was just spent on alcohol. Like I, I know like they're going shopping and stuff like that, but it seems like they have only like they got the house fine, but it seems like a majority of the money was spent on alcohol. I would actually be a little upset if I was only getting like 500 bucks an episode or something like that. They had to and pay they were for their own a- cab. They had to pay for yeah. their own taxi. <laughs> they had to pay for their own cab. <laughs> I've also only seen uh. three types of food and drink this is what we're striking for in this house <laughs> i have seen alcohol i have seen patrona jack daniels mm-hmm. i have seen so many sobies mostly consumed by yes. amy who Sobe is smooth. Pow- oh my god that is such a throwback yeah yeah amy is just pounding soby the entire time those little lizards are all over her drinks oh my Stay god hydrated. Doritos. All I've seen are nacho cheese Doritos, <laughs> Sobe, and tequila. Like not Dylan. a glass of water to be found, just Sobe and alcohol. Are you familiar with the show Sex House for from The Onion? Oh no. my god. Okay. When when you're when we're done recording, go watch Sex House. Uh it's on it's on YouTube. But they basically only staff or like, they only fill this house. It's a spinoff of of Real World, or I'm not, not the satire of it. No, it's a spinoff. They, all, <laughs> they only fill the house with pumpernickel bread and vodka. <laughs> and That's it's great. so funny. Your, That's your Bad Girls Club. That's Bad your, Girls Club. Yeah, and then 100%. the your addition to Bad Girls Club from the question of the week was actually perfect because there's one gay guy in the and it's supposed to be a house where they're all supposed to date each other. There's one gay guy. I love that. Always so, makes it a little more. So this episode ends with not only watching Wasted Yoga and Ripsy go after Carrie. Uh, who is just genuinely watching from the sidelines. Uh, but then Ripsy falls in the pool and we get a to be continued uh, with a lovely montage of what to expect this season. Um, I am so excited to watch Jody be in a fashion show. I say that with all the genuineness that I have. Um, but that is the end of this pilot. And I would love to hear from each of you. Were there any things that you loved about this pilot that maybe we didn't discuss at length and you think deserves a little bit of time to shine? Dylan, kicking it to you. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's, this could have been filmed on a Nokia, you know? <laughs> it's the little show that could. I just, I, I, I mean, I love the whole, it's like, um, I just love how it, there's no like pretension. I just love the, the lack of pretension around the show. I love that the, <laughs> this is who I am and this is what you're going to get from me. <laughs> and like, I just, um, yeah, I, I really, um, me and my brother, we, we love the show so much and we've, we've just, I mean, there's one other, this is future episode, but we were talking about, you know, like people, the fights that happen at clubs and most people are blurred out, 
But I remember one episode where there's one gay guy who pours a drink on one of the girls and then like beats him up. Like one of the girls beat him the fuck up. Oh shit. You see his face. <gasps> so after this gay guy gets beat up, the producers are like, Hey, um, <laughs> do you want to sign this waiver where we can release your face? And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> Just after like, that's how bad this town we doesn't want to be. <laughs> famous so <laughs> i, I just love it. remembered that so <laughs> max what about you i am astounded that they let them film confessionals blackout trunk <laughs> that they <laughs> that they let ripsy and zara film confessionals together unaware of their surroundings like <laughs> these are usually the like out of order kind of franken edited types of clips you know you throw a confessional from two weeks prior in there to get a sound bite that you want no these are the most unfiltered unhinged confessional sequences and <laughs> like they're just filming them in in the moment and it's 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 bonkers i love it <laughs> rich what about you uh, I actually have two. Number one, uh, I liked that when they fought, they didn't fall off the balcony, despite coming really close to it. Um, <laughs> number two, that really, like, that had my heart racing. I was like, oh, I'm about to watch someone have, like, a really serious injury. Um, number two, they have this moment at the very beginning, and I'm actually surprised they didn't get into it, but it, it was the... I don't think I remember seeing this in another reality show pilot, but they all had like a discussion of like why they were there and all of them kind of brought up the, you know, I guess we had it a little bit in like the dating shows and stuff like that, but uh, all of them had like really nice and unique stories and it actually made you connect to all of them a little bit. And then they immediately threw that goodwill in the trash, uh, like maybe 30 <laughs> seconds later, yeah. but I, I just liked having, it was like really nice moments and Maybe there's an element of like the producers getting involved where they're just like, hey, this is too nice right now. Can you guys just like throw a cocktail or like a full Sobe at one another? And <laughs> and and it just kind of devolves. But it, it there was like a really, really nice moment at the beginning of Bad Girls Club where you got to hear everyone's story. And that was lovely. But then <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> I, I'm having a full body memory of one girl named Flo who her whole thing was like, I just want to be a good role model to my daughter. Ten minutes later, she's yelling at a girl. It's like, am I supposed to feel bad? Your dad died. I'll murder you, bitch. <laughs> like that's lit. I'm not even mincing words that's what came out of her mouth <laughs> oh my god um for myself like things that i loved this is maybe the most quotable show we've ever done in my entire life like if if you are we haven't said if we recommend watching this or not but it's free you have to have a 2b account go and do it and then like maybe i don't know but i think this show would make an excellent drinking game if you're into that oh. sort of thing yeah, um, <laughs> like a superb drinking game. I cannot believe I have not already drank to this game. This is um, the quintessential pregame show. Like this is the thing you put on. It's like this or a playlist and you just like hang out in someone's apartment and then you go out to like the it, It's this or playing mm. Super Smash Bros. There's there's <laughs> no in between. Uh, so as far as um, what about wait a minute moments and this might not be the right show to ask that question but 
it, are there any wait a minute moments from this episode that you feel like caused you pause? <laughs> I'll I'll go with the most obvious one. Um, Zara immediately saying, "I didn't know if Jody was a drag queen when she walked in until she took her sunglasses off." That was like, all right, it's 2006. I mean, like drag drag race existed, I think, in 2006. Like, let, let's let's like chill a little bit. I know she's from like nowhere, and like no one's checked her on her her language or anything like that. But it seemed weird to just throw that in there, for especially for the character that got the most screen time throughout the entire episode. Max, what about you? We didn't talk about the scene, but early on when they first get into the house, Ripsy and Jody go out in L.A. And they end up meeting up with some dudes who ride like crotch rocket motorcycles and they're in like an abandoned warehouse somewhere doing wheelies and motorcycle tricks and they're riding on the bikes with these (laughs) dudes doing stunts. The poor line producers, the poor insurance people for oxygen who are watching (laughs) this just biting their nails till they're bloody. Yeah. Because I mean like I I don't think you could shoot a show now where on day one, two of your leads get onto crotch rockets with strangers and start doing (laughs) wheelies without proper supervision and training. Like it it would just never happen today. It would be an absolute nightmare for the network. But Max, they're bad and they're bad girls. (laughs) You know, I didn't believe it until I saw that scene. Then I was like, oh, those are some bad girls. (laughs) Dylan, um, I know you love this show and have a history with this show, but anything that maybe, (laughs) you know, Caused you to question this show, <laughs> even like an ounce. You know, I will say, I th- the show saves my life. <laughs> As a gay I, I immediately teenager, started laughing at your just the smirk that you it gave. Gets, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah? I'm, I'm um, watching more. I have to say the one thing that did, because, you know, at first, you know, as watching it as a high schooler and I'm taking everything at face value, (laughs) but then just learning how, you know, when I grew older and I'd watched YouTube videos of them talking about it, like true, like how manufactured the fighting and deliberate it was like the producers would like, it's kind of, it's truly inhumane, but they would like, just that they would just put alcohol in the house. There's Mm -hmm. so much alcohol Mm -hmm. in the house. There is very little nutritional food in the house. (laughs) And they do that on purpose. And also what I learned is they actually bring in psychologists to talk to the girls. And what then what the psychologists do is they, they're like, okay, this girl has a, you know, abandonment issue. And if you match her with it, and then this is probably going to happen. So, you know, maybe this will, they'll fight with this. It's like psychology for evil. They they consult. So that was something about the show to me that I was like, yeah, but you know, I still watch. I still watch. Well, Dylan, 100%. to your point about not bringing in anything with nutrients, I just Googled the website for Sobe, and uh, <laughs> it says on here, we start with our favorite juices and flavors, the bolder the better, and then mix in some added vitamins for the result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good God. So t- to round us out, um, yeah, I mean, the the one thing that really got me, and I think, Dylan, you talked about this a little bit, is like, Setting people up for success is not good TV and sometimes is hard to watch after you see it happen time and time again. 
And um, yeah, one particular character, I really hope uh, found some help at some point in time. Um, we do have one additional question, and it is an in-flight question from one of our <laughs> frequent flyers. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how to submit those later in the episode. But they asked, if Bad Girls Club was to turn into the series like the Real Housewives, where they were located in specific regions, Ooh. where would you want a season of the Bad Girls Club to be located? I'm raising so, my hand. So, Rich, Rich, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. Jacksonville, Florida, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Dirty <Nah>. Jacks. <laughs> I, I want to see people not be able to go out anywhere fun and then have to deal with each other. <laughs> Max, what about you? Oh, I mean, I'm keeping in the similar part of the country. We are doing Bad Girls Club, Myrtle Beach, South Woo! Carolina. Oh, that, well done. The Mert. Uh, Dylan, any any ideas? Bad Girls Club, San Rafael, California, where I grew up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like there's some characters that I grew up that I would just love to see in that situation and interact with other people. And, you know... You know, I think, you know, 420 was started at my high school. So instead oh, of, you no know, way. a lot of drinking, it would be a lot of just a lot of high girls <laughs> kind of starting fights because they're paranoid or something. Very, know? very slow fights. Very so, slow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to have Bad Girls Club Salt Lake City. I have to. A hundred percent. I have to. I need to know what bad is considered in salt lake uh if we can <laughs> potentially casting director just have mormons on the show a plus it's going to be even more fun mormon tiktok is one of the funniest things in the world uh <laughs> if you're not hanging out on there already uh so yeah i'm in uh, i mean jeff I, I could recommend a show on tv right now with nope, eight women I, in salt lake city who are often behaving badly yeah can <laughs> i maybe. can i can I can I sprinkle some uh, someone goes to jail on it? Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, th thank you for that in-flight question. Let's talk a little bit about the history of this show. 17 seasons, 275 <laughs> episodes, all of which were on oxygen, but the show ended in 2017. Uh, there are multiple spinoffs of this show, including Bad Girls Road Trip, Tanisha Gets Married, Love Games, Bad Girls Need mm -hmm. Love 2, Bad Girls All-Star Battles, and Baddies. Uh, in case you are curious, if you decide to watch all of the episodes in the Bad Girls Cinematic Universe, uh, that is 384 episodes of TV. Um, I could not predict the amount of time because there were a couple of shows that were 20 minutes in length, yeah. a couple minutes that were the full 40. So that's a Whoa. lot of time. It's um, like Naruto. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it, a lot. This, this is the one piece of the reality TV <laughs> universe for sure. I just hope that no one tries to make a live action recreation of Bad Girls Club. <laughs> 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 one of my favorite animated series of all time. Uh, oh my God. Um, M. Night so, Shyamalan. So I, <laughs> one thing that made me really sad about the show in my research was that starting in season three, they started giving the girls nicknames uh, that they would use underneath their first name. Uh, some of my favorites included The Narcissist, The Loose Cannon, and The Double Standard. Um, you may be curious, and this is Jeff's mini game of the week, which state 
provided the most bad girls for bad girls because I did the math. uh, And it took a lot less time than I thought it would, but the polls are open. I'd love a guess from each of you. There are indeed 50 states. No, none of the territories were used. Uh, so yeah. Puerto Rico is not say an Guam. answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to go Georgia on this. That like we already had two girls from Atlanta on this one. I think there are only two, um, but that that's a high percentage already. All right, Max. I'm going to say Texas. I feel like Houston and Dallas are going to come through strong in later seasons. <laughs> and then Dylan, any guesses? I got to go California because it's the oh. most populous state. And, you know, a lot of people just want to be on TV there. So. That's true. So, so great guesses by each and every one of you. Uh, you all did great. But our winner is actually New York with 27 women. Whoa. Uh, wow. Followed by California with 22. Okay. Then we had Illinois with eight. Really? Uh, so, you know, just a lot of different variety. Um, and <laughs> for those guessing at bad home. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> mm, <a> lot of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad Girls Club Deerfield. The, yeah. yeah, this is this is a very fun game. Uh, there, I believe there is there is not a representative from each state. Unfortunately, um, I believe Alaska is the only one that does not. Okay, have well, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to vote to remake the show, but now we have to to get all fifty states represented. <laughs> we have to, and you know the girls sometimes before they, before they fight, they shout out like, "I'm from Brooklyn." I would love a girl to be like, "I'm from Anchorage, bitch. Don't fuck with me," you know. I'm from Fairbanks. Oh my god. Uh, So normally I end uh, talking about our history of shows by talking about the awards that these shows were nominated for. Uh, And this is what I got from when I went on IMDb. It looks like we don't have any awards for this title yet. So if you want to submit an award, you can go to IMDb. Uh, they have a very lengthy process of awards and nominations and getting that through. But uh, I wish you the best of luck. Amazing. And that is our uh, history of the show. Rich, it's time for your game of the week. I have our little game of the week for uh, the real Bad Girls Club. Um, and I have a question for each of you. And I want to uh, just go over like... You know, a little bit of celebrity uh, criminal past uh, trivia. Um, so, Jeff, yes. this one, this first one's for you. Uh, maybe it was studying for a role, but my speed violations, among other things, ended up getting me a six-month stint in jail. Uh, am I Jordana Brewster? Am I Gal Gadot? Or am I Michelle Rodriguez? All three in the Fast and Furious universe. Uh, I'm going to say Michelle Rodriguez. You are correct. It's Michelle Rodriguez. Hey, let's go. Dylan, this one's for you. Uh, gonna need to fetch the bolt cutters to get her out of this one. Fiona Apple was detained at the border because she was in possession of what? Hash, mushrooms, bootleg tapes, or a sword? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a katana. A sword. <laughs> it's uh, actually the it's a, the least crazy okay. one. It is hash, but she, oh, she was she it. was arrested for it. Oh, and Max, this last one goes for you. Uh, Nicole Richie served uh, time a few times, once only for 82 minutes because of overcrowding in the jail. But what celebrity is not in her family? And I'm including godparents. Is it Sheila E., Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Jackson, or Cameron Diaz? Okay, I know that Cameron Diaz is her sister-in-law. 
um, because they're they're both married yeah. to the Madden brothers from Good Charlotte. That's um, correct. I am going to say Joseph Gordon Levitt. You are correct. Sheila E is in her uh, is in her family. Michael Jackson is her godfather. Oh, look at that! Yeah, the more you know. Wow, uh, well done on, on Bad Girls Club Game of the Week. Well, Rich, thank you so much for your game of the week. Um, we have two more questions for each of you uh, as this flight comes to a land. And that is, one, would you continue watching this show based off of the pilot? And two, you know, 2017, the show ended. Yeah, there's been a few spinoffs, but there's a big gaping hole uh, <laughs> as far as need for Phrasing. additional shows. Um on TV, do we think that maybe there it's time for a reboot? Bring bad girls back. Let's get those states that we're missing into the equation. Uh, Dylan, I'd love to hear from you. I think one hundred percent. There is an. I I just think it's it is reality TV at its. It's not. It's there is no moral. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> it is just pure. You know, chaos and. I highly recommend watching other seasons to season two with Tanisha Thomas is pretty iconic mm. Four with Natalie. None at six is one of me and my brother's favorites. So I highly, highly, highly recommend because I feel like season one, the show is still finding its voice and it's kind of, you know, but in season two, it really just solidifies itself. And, and I just, I think I, I would, I w- would love to see a spinoff. Rich, um, what about you? You've been a reality TV hater, so I'm interested what your yeah. thoughts are. Well, okay. I'm going to say I have been a reality TV hater for shows that should not have existed, like Laguna Beach, because I think it's in, I think it's, uh, not a, uh, not ethical to put children on TV, but, um, I would give this episode or I would give this another episode for sure. Um, I think that this is one of the only reality TV shows that I've watched. That's extremely honest about itself. And I think that actually suspended some disbelief and maybe a little bit less judgmental of it, because I know what this show is for. This is for the fighting. This is not pretending to be anything else. No one's trying to date someone. No one's trying to, you know, this is not MILF Island. This is not Laguna beach. This is like, you know, this is, uh, it is what it is. I, I, and you could have told me that the show was still on the air right now and I would have believed you. So I guess you can bring it back if you want. (laughs) What about you, Max? Uh, Dylan, quick question. What, what season is the, the iconic, like, Y'all ain't gonna get you no sleep. sleep that's season of me. two. I didn't that's get sleep because of y'all. You're never gonna sleep because of me. And she is probably the most iconic bad girl. She got the most spinoff. She came back to host. She yes. came back to host the show. She's probably my favorite bad girl of all time. I also saw Natalie Nunn, a bad girl, at an airport before. Before, and I, I've never. I, I'm truly so starstruck. And I came up to her. I'm like. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm such a huge fan. She was like, thank you. <laughs> and then look right back at her phone. And I was like, thank you, Natalie. Man. Yeah, that, that clip was my only exposure to Bad Girls Club prior to you bringing the show to us this week. Um, yes. there, is, there is nothing else like this on TV right now. And between that and the fact that they gave us a to-be-continued, I have to know how this arc, like this arc ends. It's true. Um, 
yes, I I would absolutely tune in and watch more of this show. It's just such a throwback to a carefree time of reality where it's just here we go. Let's see what happens. Like it's so <laughs> devil may care. And I, I appreciate that throwback value. I don't think it could be made today because of that devil may care attitude. <laughs> There's like so many insurance risks, alcohol liabilities. <laughs> like it, it is, it's insane to watch it through a 2023 lens, but I will absolutely go back and watch the 2006 version. Yeah. And to round us all up, I, yeah, the 2006 version, 100%. After the pilot, I need to know what happens after that first episode. The, the to be continued, I literally almost like sprung to like <laughs> press like next episode, like right now. Um, but as far as the show existing now, like it's a complicated answer because I don't think this version of the show, Max, as you put it, could exist in TV today as much as I'd love for it to exist in TV today. I don't think any network that is not worried about getting sued or getting backlash is going to be able to put this on mm. TV in this version. They'd have to be like, oh, we're going to teach them all lessons and we're going to bring in Dr. Oz. Um, would I pay to watch Dr. Oz uh, in <laughs> the Bad Oz. Girls Club? Every single time, 100%. Or you mean like the future Dr. senator Phil. from Pennsylvania? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I am intrigued. I don't think this is the last time we've ever heard of the Bad Girls Club. Um, I think that there's probably some time in the future where a producer will say, I have an idea. Uh, have you <laughs> ever heard died. of the year 2006? Uh, with <laughs> that all being said, our flight has come to a land. Um, and first of all, Dylan, thank you so much for joining our podcast and bringing this delight of a show to us. We'd love to know where can folks find you if they're looking to learn a little bit more about you or find some of your stuff. Oh my God. I'm so happy we all, this was such a blast to yeah. a beautiful nostalgic past. And <laughs> I'm so happy you guys watched it and enjoyed it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore or Twitter at Dylan Adler six or TikTok at Dylan Adler seven, wow. which is TikTok <laughs> is Twitter videos is where bad girls club could maybe exist now mm, as a reboot mm, or for 4chan. Time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> follow Dylan Adler on 4chan. This is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, Max, what about you? Uh, you can find me filling up on cotton candy and getting ready to ride the mechanical bull at Saddle Ranch. You can find me on all things social media at Maxwell Singh. Uh, you can find me loading up on Sobe Elixir Smooth Pina Colada flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Ordered exclusively on Amazon.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Damn That's Rich. You can find original sketch comedy from Max and I at Dadwagon Comedy on TikTok. Uh, you can look for me, you can find me, excuse me, trying to uh, get a job referral from Leslie. Uh, but if you're looking for a, <laughs> for me on social media, you can find me at Run Jeff Run. If you're interested in finding uh, and learning more about the TV Pilots License, you can find us at TV Pilots License or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
If you're interested in writing a question into the show, maybe you would like to have an in-flight question, uh, you can shoot us an email at tvpilotslicense at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 213-290-1713. Make sure to watch out for our Instagram for sneak previews of some of the upcoming episodes. Uh, But with the plane landed and the seatbelt signed off, we look forward to flying the bright skies of the TV world with you again soon. And until then, have a great day.